More recently, the Government Accountability Office released its own report, making an early estimate that at least $60 billion went to criminals. In just one example of fraud, one example of fraud, one individual was able to file an unemployment claim in 29 different states and received over $500,000 in fraudulent benefits. Southeast Missouri Congressman Jason Smith, by the way, strong ties to us here in mid-Missouri. Um, Ashley Emmel, Compass Chiropractic, who you hear sometimes as a guest co-host on the show. She's related to the congressman. Didn't know that. He also went to Mizzou. Uh, this was at a hearing where they were talking about fraud. Remember a couple of years ago when they said, hey, we're just going to start throwing this money around willy-nilly. There were some of us that said, hey, we get what you're trying to do. And what you're trying to do is take money out of my wallet and give it to everybody else, in effect. But, like, fraud and so, oh, no, no, it'll be fine. It'll be uh, and, John, some of the cases we've even heard on a local level, big case last week, Callaway County, Springfield. There was a, I mean, we're hearing these stories left and right about fraud. Stephanie, how do you tell someone I told you so? You don't, I guess. Well, you try to. <laughs> or you, go, you like to do it. You go, dope. Uh, joining us now on the show, Congressman Jason Smith. Thank you so much for joining us here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri on 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS. Uh, which number or two stuns you the most when it relates to fraud with uh, with COVID relief funds? Wow, that's a <laughs> that's a that's a tough question. Um, as you know, we've suspected fraud for a long time. And for the last several years, when the Democrats were control of the House of Representatives and the Senate, we kept asking for oversight. We wanted to look into it. So the first committee that I did in Washington, the first hearing I did in Washington, D.C., was an oversight hearing to look into the unemployment fraud. And right now, the IG report says that at the minimum, there's $191 billion dollars with a B, of fraud, and there was $878 billion spent in the entire program. But they are projecting that it could be as high as over $400 billion. So you're looking at almost half of it. We found one person, one person that claimed unemployment in 29 different states that added up to more than a half a million dollars. That's crazy. And then there's millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars that we've located that came from people outside of the United States that that Pearson and fraudulent got this money. So we got a lot of work to do, and I hope the Department of Justice works with us. And what kind of work our guest, Congressman Jason Smith, here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri, the Ways and Means Committee, widely considered Missouri's third uh, U.S. Senator. So what can we do? I mean, at this point, what what do we do about it? Right now, there's a pandemic prosecutor. In fact, he resigned in December, and there's an acting one. We actually requested for him to come to the hearing. They have recovered a couple million dollars, but we're talking about hundreds of billions that need to be recovered. We're working on legislation right now that we're going to push out of the House Ways and Means Committee that actually will incentivize states. If you incentivize states to recapture some of this unemployment fraud, we'll let them keep 25%. Um, this is a way that we can help the states, but we can also go after the bad actors. And so if we in, empower those 50 states and, and our, our territories, 
I think we can be able to recover a lot of it because the Department of Justice has been behind the switch. And if they would actually come before our committee and 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 tell us what they're doing, that would be nice. Congressman, we always appreciate your time. You chair the Powerful Ways and Means Committee. It doesn't get any more powerful than that. Maybe, I guess you could argue, certainly Speaker McCarthy and maybe Comer, but you're right up there with them, and that's a huge perch. Two-part question. The governor in his State of the State address talked a lot about daycare, and he talked about there's a lot of people who want to work, but the daycare costs. So you're going to meet with the governor today if you could kind of share some insights. I know you can't give details, at least some topics you'll talk about. And what is the status of that child tax credit that you say the Democrats dismantled? What's the status of that? Because this ties in with what the governor talked about. I'll tell you, Brian, we are truly blessed to have Governor Parson um, and and to work at the federal level with your state lawmakers and with our governor, it's like a hand in glove. I'm very blessed with the relationship that I have with the governor and with what I have with the Speaker of the House and the leader of the Senate and all our state lawmakers. It's so crucial for the people of Missouri that we have this because that creates the opportunities when it comes to highway funding projects, whether it's the projects we've done in off of I-70 over the years or I-44, maybe a four lane highway 63 in the future would be really, really nice. So when you look at infrastructure and being able to work with the, your state partners, that's important. But when you talk about the, the, the issues that, that the governor raised in regards to the child tax credit, what was so unfortunate, Brian, and back in the, the quote, the COVID bill that they spent $2 trillion with, it was everything but COVID, they dismantled the child tax credit. I've been the sponsor of the legislation to double the child tax credit for years now. So this is something I really care about. It, it helps deliver for working class families, which is the majority of Missourians that, that we represent. And they took the work requirement off. And by taking the work requirement off, which was always in place, only 1.6 million people returned to the workforce all of the year 21. Well, when that work requirement provision expired at the end of December 31st, just in the month of January and February of 2022, 1.7 million people returned to work. Work requirements and in federal programs work, whether it is welfare work requirements or whether it's a child tax credit. And I believe we can find common ground with the the Senate Democrats in an expanded child tax credit as long as work requirements are there, because that will help with the labor shortage more than anything. That will get people back to work and that will help single mothers. He sits on the powerful Ways and Means Committee. He represents a good portion of our listening area in southeast Missouri. Congressman Jason Smith joins us on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Congressman, in a recent interview, uh, you were asked about health care and health care reform on Capitol Hill, and you used the, the phrase aggressive oversight. What do you mean by that? Well, there's, there's, <laughs> for one, there's been zero oversight for the last couple years. Whenever you look at health care system and what we have uncovered, you know, everyone talks about CRT in schools. We're seeing CRT in health care reimbursement. People should not be reimbursed differently because of their race. It should all be based on quality of care. This is what we've uncovered with HHS. That is something you have to be aggressive of. And oversight from the perspective, my, the Committee Ways and Means has jurisdiction over non-for-profit hospitals. And as you've seen in St. Louis, there's been a lot of interest in the Children's Hospital, which is a non-for-profit hospital, in some of the activities they're doing. And I think as ways and means, you have to pay attention to all aspects to make sure 
that government dollars and non-for-profit dollars are being expunged the right way and that leadership at those institutions are doing the right thing. But the most important thing about healthcare is, is that we have access. I represent people in Southeast Missouri where we have not one physician in a county. You can go two hours to hit one hospital to another. My hometown of Salem, all the way to Popular Bluff, there's not a hospital. That's two hours of drive time. That's why people don't live in their lifespans, not as high in rural areas as they are in urban areas. We have to have access to care. And then we need to look at affordability, then transparency. What do we need to know about the farm bill? What's coming and what are you going to be particularly looking at? A lot of provisions. When you look at the farm bill, it's extremely important for our state. Our state, um, the number one industry is agriculture. I represent the most diversified ag aspects of our district where we have corn and cotton and rice and peanuts down in the boot hill, um, watermelons. So we have to make sure that the farm bill works for farmers. We need to make sure that the farm bill allows us to only incentivize our supply chains. Right now, we're at a war with China. We need to make sure we have food security. We need to make sure that we have energy security and also healthcare security. Um, and the Farm Bill can help with the food security and the energy security provision. So G.T. Thompson, the chairman of the House Ag Committee, I have been working with him um, very aggressively to help deliver the right the right policies that will help our farmers and our agribusinesses in in Missouri. All right, Congressman Jason Smith's new CPI numbers, consumer price index numbers just coming out this morning. They still suck. The administration is going to thank you, House. The administration, our goal is to make our news director giggle once once yes. every morning here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Uh, but the administration can say, see, look, it's, it's not so bad. It's the same as it's 6.4%. It is still bad. I know recently uh, in uh, the first hearing of the Ways and Means Committees, you kind of had an opportunity as you've been listening and folks cross America. Some of the a real story here before we let you go, because I want people to know, especially our our new listeners to talk radio, our younger audience, people that voted for Biden are standing around going, WTH? What happened? What happened? As we try to explain these things in very simplistic terms about what's happening, I try to let people know uh, 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 we're not like the old guy in the front yard in the bathrobe waving a newspaper complaining about today's state of affairs. These things that are happening to people, these are real. A story or two that you've heard recently as it relates to the inflation under the Biden administration. I'll tell you, the very first committee hearing that I had as Ways and Means chairman was not in Washington, D.C. It was last week in West Virginia. We went to Appalachia in Petersburg, West Virginia, to hear from real Americans, coal workers, small business owners. I can tell you, Ashley Bachman, who is a mother of three, she owns a restaurant called Cheetah Bees. She testified before our committee. And what she told us is that she survived COVID and that was a difficult crisis, but the, the inflation crisis that she's facing now is even that much worse. She said her propane for cooking has doubled. Her rent has went from 2000 to 4500 She can't hire people to work because they're being paid more to sit at home and get a government check than they are to actually work. These are the real issues. This is the real state of the economy. Apparently, Joe Biden, when he gave a State of the Union, all he talked about was hotel fees. 
and airline tickets. The people who I represent in Southeast Missouri, some of them have never been on an airplane because they can't afford it. Some of them have never even been to St. Louis. Joe Biden is out of touch with real Americans. Inflation's gone up 14.7% since Joe Biden's taken the oath of office. And you know what that means to all your listeners? That's two months of their paycheck over the last two years that just was eliminated because of the increased cost of goods to put food on their table, clothes on their backs, and gasoline in their cars. That's what real Missourians are facing. That's what real Americans are facing. And that's who we're going to have before the Ways and Means Committee to find solutions to their problems. Well, and I'll tell you, for people listening, the biggest thing that people down there don't have, some of them don't even have a hospital in their district, so they, they don't have cars. It's the poorest district in the state. Very, very disheartening to hear how poor your district is. Got to cut it there. Congressman Jason Smith. And by the way, thank you for that explanation and making that real. It's like it's two months salary. Thanks for making that real. What that means when we talk inflations, when we talk about what's happened uh, since Joe became president. Congressman Jason Smith, Rep. Southeast Missouri, Chair of the Ways and Means Committee. Always appreciative of your time. Is there anything that we can do for you? You let us know. Appreciate it, sir. Look forward to talking with you next time. All right. Anytime. Coming up, Morning Bell Business News. little twist only. Stephanie Bell. Give you what you have for us, Steph. In honor of Valentine's Day, we know you shouldn't take relationship advice from...